the whole of the book of Romans, and maybe more in particular, Romans 9 through 11, is communicating uh, the idea of unity. But unity comes in many forms. We are to be united as brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? We're to be united. We're to be together. That does not mean, it's really important to hear this, it does not mean we agree on everything. It, and why is, it, why is it that we don't agree on everything? Not because we won't someday agree on everything. We will someday fully understand or fully know. But the reason why it's okay not to agree on everything is because we're finite beings trying to discover or understand an infinite God. And we're finite beings with finite ways, and we're trying to understand an infinite God with ways that uh, Jeremiah tells us are high above our ways. Do you know this? Uh, So many of us say things like, uh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God a thing or two, and and I, I don't necessarily like that. (laughs) attitude or approach. I don't necessarily think God likes that attitude or that approach. Um, What would be better is for us to, in humility, realize there are things that God does that are perfectly good. His ways are perfectly sound, and you just don't get them because you are human. That's okay. Uh, when we get to heaven, maybe we'll be able to ask God questions. Maybe he will be, he'll sit down with a really awesome cosmic Q&A, and, and we'll be able to go through all this stuff. I mean, hey, we got plenty of time on our hands in eternity, don't we? So, or non-time, depending on how you want to view that. But, but we, we've got plenty, and so we'll, we won't get bored of that. So maybe that'll happen. But what I want you to understand is that it's okay for us to disagree. It's okay for us to to hold different positions because we are not uh, infinite. We do not understand what God is doing. And that, truth be told, it's taken me 39 years to understand. And I I don't fully understand it, even now. Uh, I am a a, I-want-the-truth kind of person. And I am going to fight for that truth, and it is very important to me. However... I live with people and deal with people constantly that just don't see it my way. And I'm like, what? How is that possible? So anyway, it's just because I'm finite and that, that's the truth of it. But the scripture in Romans and Romans 11, uh, 9 through 11 in particular has been cu- communicating unity. And unity has many forms, not just everybody agrees on things. Let me walk you through a couple of the pieces of unity that we discover throughout the book of Romans. Uh, Craig Keener, he's a, he's a fantastic uh, scholar and theologian. Uh, he's a bit dry, so if you want somebody that's exciting when they talk. Craig Keener is not your guy. You will fall asleep, but he is brilliant, and he puts it this way. He says, he says Romans 1 communicates that the world is damned. Romans 2 communicates that the Jews are damned. Romans 3 communicates we're all damned. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> Sounds like a great positive message, doesn't it? The, the way I see Romans 1 through 3 is very similar, and that is that Romans 1 communicates the whole world, not just Gentiles, but the whole world being condemned under sin. Romans 2, that God is an impartial God, and that is that Jew and Gentile alike have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 3 makes that clear statement, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I don't know if you know this, but that's a unity. We are unified in this. We're all sinners. Can you say that with me? We're all sinners. Some people, it takes a lifetime to actually admit that reality. Some go to their grave not believing that of them. 
selves. We are all sinners. And so the whole of Romans 1, 2, and 3 is a unity. All of us are under sin. Romans 4, it's not about keeping the law, but faith, the pursuit by faith, which saves. The scripture tells us we are saved by grace through faith. We are not saved by grace and then we earn our keep or something like this. We are saved by grace through faith. The Jews and the Gentiles both are to pursue by faith. Romans 5 communicates that we're all of Adam's race. There's a unity there. There's a unity. First unity in Romans chapter 4 is that it's all faith. Faith is the governing unity. Uh, Romans chapter 5, the unity is that ethnicity doesn't save us. Ethnicity is not our ticket into the great by and by. The Jewish people don't have something that they can stand on. Is there a benefit in being a Jewish person? Romans 2, much in every way. Don't miss that. God loves those people. And he is faithful to the promises that he made to them uh, from ages past. He is not going to go back on his faithfulness. But I want you to understand that Paul communicates, a good Jewish man communicates, your ethnicity isn't what saves you. We're unified in that we're all of the race of Adam. We're unified in that we were once dead in sin, but as Christians, we are now to be dead to sin. This is another message that the church doesn't communicate today. We love to talk about the fact that we were once dead in sin and that we're saved by grace, but we were once dead to sin, saved by grace, so that now we might be dead to sin. We are not to participate in our former deeds of darkness. We are not to live inside of that previous way of life. Amen? This is what God has called us to. But that's a unity inside of the body of Christ. Here's what's amazing about those here that have claimed Jesus, that have put their trust in Jesus. The truth is you are dead to sin and you are to be dead in your sin. That is an amazing truth and an amazing unity that we all share. Romans chapter 7 talks about the old man versus the new man. How many of you know that we are new in Christ Jesus? We are a new creation. The old is slowly but surely sort of kind of passing away. No, that's not what the Bible says. We are new in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. It's dead, church. Does that mean you're not tempted in this life? Of course not. Of course you're tempted in this life. But as I've said many times, you still have the ability to sin after uh, trusting in Christ Jesus and being born again. You just don't have the permission to. You have the ability, but you don't have the permission. This is the same as it was in old times. So Romans chapter 7, we're a new creation. Romans chapter 8, victory is in Christ Jesus alone. What's our unity? There's one way to salvation, amen? One way, his name is Jesus. Romans 9 through 11, I've shared this. We are uh, under the unity of God's showing mercy to all. What does Romans 11.32 say? It tells us that we are all shut up under sin so that God might show mercy to all church. So that's a unity that we have. A couple of the unities that we're going to see in the chapters ahead. Romans 12, differing gifts but one body. That's a unity, one body, amen? Number two, uh, verse, or chapter 13, we're to love one another. You know what happens when we actually love one another? Unity. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, chapter 14, we're not to judge one another. The term judge here is to condemn. Why? Because we don't have the gavel. <laughs> God didn't give you the gavel, and I am thankful he didn't. 
I'm glad he didn't, and you should be glad he didn't give me the gavel. I've said this many times. On Tuesday, I'd send everybody to hell, and on Wednesday, I'd regret it because I was wrong, okay? And so this, this happens to be what the problem is in us. But we're not to uh, judge one another. Uh, chapter 15, examples of reconciliation. Do you know what the point of reconciliation is? Unity, so that we will all come together. Romans 1 through 16 is all about unity. And in Rome, that was a problem. And then chapter 17, or chapter 16, uh, there is no chapter 17 in Romans, just so you know. <laughs> chapter 16, a warning against division. Why do you warn against division? Because it breaks unity. It's all about unity when you read what the Apostle Paul writes to the Romans.